0: we have one of the most talented individuals in this business in the music industry two-time grammy award-winning artist won a soul train award academy award-winning artist golden globe your most proudest achievement is your soul train award because that's what you really wanted to attain in this industry we have the one and only rhyme fest rhyme fest how's it going today welcome to the show sports and hip-hop with dj mad max
1: what up max yo man you know honestly none of those awards are my most proudest achievement i'm gonna tell Bro, my most proudest achievement is the fact that I was able to stay in right off 79th Street in Chicago and buy my great grandmama's house and live in it and, and travel between realms. Like whether it's working with Yay, whether it's going to Wyoming, working with youth and indigenous youth in Wyoming, you know what I'm saying, and, and being able to be around those people in that town of 9,000 and come back to Chicago walk down the street and, and, and it ain't, ain't nobody tripping. Go around the world, being like my most my most proudest achievement is being able to stay grounded. Mm.
0: And that's what you do. And you, you're someone that doesn't wanna be out there in the spotlight and famous because you feel as though what you're doing right now, you're grounded that way, as you just mentioned. And your your daughter doesn't seem to think that because she said that you can you can be Googled. <laughs> yeah,
1: but you know, I, I'll tell you something. And we have to be careful, like, those things that we say we don't want, these identities we create, shit. In 2005, 2006, I did want to be famous. And sometimes when we don't want something, is it because you didn't get what you wanted? You know what I'm saying? like, And, and you know, I, I keep that. I, I don't have any illusions about myself as I move forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes, you know, we we, we all learn. And I've learned that maybe it's not that I don't want to be famous. I've learned that the best way to be me is to be me, regardless of whatever the outcome is. I think sometimes, Max, we get so caught up in the outcomes before we even put in the work to see who we are. What it? What? What are we? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it like something may not be in your cards that you wish the outcome was based on looking at something or someone else? Who taught us to desire whatever we desire? Where? Where did we learn that? And I think those are questions we have to ask ourselves. And and as I and as I grow, I ask myself those questions. And and I'm okay with who I am, whatever it becomes.
0: <laughs> How do you think you've grown as an artist and as a person from when you first started? Because like you said, you, made, you wanted to be famous back in the day, but for some reason, that's not something that you want as much anymore.
1: Well, I started to see, you know, you can't travel as well between realms. Like, you know, a lot of times people that, that as we de- desire fame, usually when is that? That's when you're young. Why is that? It's because you're inexperienced. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, so you know, and, and, and why is that? It's because you, you don't feel validated. Validation affirmation is your love language and fame is the way to satisfy it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the way to be spoken to. And so, you know, as as I've grown in experience, I've learned that all of it is fleeting. It's all gonna come and go. It's pa- It's a passing moment. You know what I mean? So... Whatever you really want, make it lasting.
0: That's right, hundred percent. Blue Collar, one of the top albums out there for sure, especially from Chicago. We will reflect on that album, Fever, Newish, More, Devil's Pie. I like how you flip D'Angelo's Devil. Hey, watch this!
1: I'm real moment. Hold on, watch this. This is my baby mama. Hold on. Hey, what's up? I'm on an interview. What's going on?
0: Hi, how are Welcome. you? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show.
1: I ask him what kind of father I am. Tell the truth, Evan.
0: He's a good father. He's a good father. I'm not surprised. He's a good man.
1: Alright, bye. I'll holler at you. Love y'all. Alright,
0: go ahead. <laughs> <My> father and <laughs> We were getting into Blue Collar, that's a top album from Chicago, and you're really doing your thing with that. It was reflecting on the songs, Newish, Fever. We know the songs, Devil's Pie. I like how you flipped D'Angelo back in the day. That was nice. Word,
1: word, word. You know, you know the spirit of that is what you just saw. It's, it's family. You know? And it's like, how do we, out of our daily grind, you know, I'm uh, 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 I'm ahead of my time, but I'm behind on my rent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, still try to like keep keep up your manhood or what we were taught as masculinity which is provision, protection. You know what I'm saying? But what we never added to that was love. You know what I'm saying? So we be having we we able to provide, we able to protect, but but sometimes we lose it all because of a lack of love.
0: In my father's house, that was an important thing that you established with your father a documentary that was released everywhere a few years ago. I remember watching that back in the day, but that's one of your proudest achievement was getting to meet your father, buying his house and getting him initiated back into the family and getting your family orientated. That was your biggest achievement and goal.
1: Well, that, that was also it was, you're right. And it was also like what we did within my father's house was I was breaking a curse. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of our families are cursed because of generations of trauma. And usually, you know, you know what I found, Max? The black sheep in the family is really the chosen one. You know, the one who nobody believes in, who does things a little bit different than everybody else. The person in the family that everybody say, oh, you think you better than us or you crazy? Like that's the person who was chosen by the universe to break the curse of the of the generational trauma of any family. You know what I'm saying? So like with what I did within my father's house, when I purchased my great grandparents house, I that my father grew up in, I did it because I thought I was striking back at the father that was never there for me. But what I found when I moved in the house is that I needed him more than ever. I needed him in my thirties to, to helped me define who I was as a father. I needed that man, I needed to forgive him because I needed my children to forgive me. And I needed to give them an example of what forgiveness looked like from child to parent. So often as young people and as children, right, we look at what our parents didn't do for us or should have done for us. And we so ungrateful because we don't realize that our parents are human beings, that our parents had wants and desires and needs that were unfulfilled and not satisfied. And we are the pivot from them, you know? And we fall into that same hole. So when, when I brought my father back to this home that I'm sitting in now, which is my great grandparents' home, his grandparents' home, we rebuilt the home as we rebuilt our relationship but what i noticed is i broke a generational curse seven generations before me and seven generations after me my daughter's mother and i didn't have as good of a relationship as we do now then you know what i'm saying like like i it's a lot of men out here with families that don't know what the problem is and the problem is in the heart the problem is in forgiveness, the completion of a circle, not quite being like your parents, but learning from your parents
0: mm. and you definitely did learn from your father the first time that you met him was actually at a library,
1: yeah, you know my so like I said, you know my father was homeless when I met him, so he was living in the alley and Isn't it incredible how society has, I mean, we'd be dissing the government and dissing society, but bro, why would you diss the government when in America, you got a place where you can earn a college degree on your own that ain't even YouTube. You can go to the library and have dignity and it's a free government facility that everybody can use. For my father to say, hey, meet me in the library was like saying, meet me in my office. (laughs) He can have dignity, you know what I'm saying? And and so, yeah, we met in the library, a mutual place we both agreed on. Like, that's great.
0: Amazing. Does that make sense? It does. It's amazing how that just that whole story came together. And I remember watching the documentary. I think there was a point in the documentary when I watched when you caught your father because you were trying to help him get sober. And there was a, I think he did pick up a bottle or something. You caught him with a bottle. He was drinking. Well, he
1: relapsed. He relapsed, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, you, know, I, I didn't realize, like, I thought when I got with my pops, I was like, oh, all right, everything good. I got my pops. We back. I'm a, All I got to do is get him a crib. Like, I got the resources. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm going to get him a crib. I'm going to get him back on his feet. We're going to be father and son. We're going to do all that, Right. Not realizing, oh, wait, he's an alcoholic. You ain't never dealt with an alcoholic before. Wait, he might have mental problems from 35 years of homeless. You know what I'm saying? Homelessness. He might have mental health issues. Not realizing, like, you don't know this man. By DNA, yeah, but but you don't know this man. And, he, and you all got to get to know each other. And, and so, and then not even realizing, man, we all fall. We all fall, and he fell. He relapsed, and I was so hurt. I was so hurt because of all the work I put in. I felt betrayed again, and then in the film, I said, "I right, first time you left me, second time I'm leaving you. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then I realized love got to be stronger than throwing each other away. We always throw each other away. When when one person don't do what the other person wants, I realized, wait, you're being controlling, bro. Like, you just stripped him out of all his homies in the street. You just stripped him from a way of life. You just put him in an apartment by himself and thought he was just gonna live like you live? Come on, man, you being unrealistic. Of course he gonna fall. Of course he gonna sit in that apartment and drink away Well, he don't have his friends. He don't have, like, you you changed this whole thing. You know, it's just like people I know that go from being extremely poor to being extremely rich overnight because of hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? It They isolated now in that material wealth. You know what I mean? And, and, and yeah, of course they're going to do drugs. Of course they're going to wild out. Of course they're going to, because when they go back to the neighborhood, they might not even be accepted because you're not like us no more. Like, that's what I did to my father. And so he relapsed. And I realized I have to, love him the way he is and i have to introduce him to what new family looks like
0: was there anything that you learned obviously there were some things you learned from your father's situation but what were some things that you really took away that educated you on the things that people go through in society whether it's homelessness and people being you know going through sobriety
1: you know doing the whole time with my pops like uh one of the things i did was i checked into a a homeless shelter. And I and I just did an undercover, we didn't show it in a documentary, but I did an undercover, like, let me be for a day and really see what it feels like to not have nowhere to go. You know what I'm saying? And like, it kinda, it changed my life. You know what I mean? Just that one that day changed my life. Like, number one, a lot of these homeless shelters are like Christian missionaries. So when you get in, the first thing they do is say, hey, the reason you're in this situation is because you don't believe in the power of Christ. And somewhere along the line, you've lost Christ. No matter if you're a Muslim, Buddhist, (laughs) Gnostic, whatever, you've lost Christ. Now, uh, if you want to eat, you got to go to the church over here. And, you know, we are not, this is not a homeless shelter. This is a mission. Like, and they let you know, you know what I'm saying? And, And I didn't like being bribed with God to have a place to sleep. And you, you know, follow
0: anything that's the truth, whether it's Christianity, Islam, Judaism, anything. You follow anything that, as long as it follows the truth.
1: Bro, I see the common truth in all things that are true. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and the common truth is what God is. You know what I mean? Who, you, you, nobody can tell me God doesn't have warriors who are Jewish, Muslim, Christian, everywhere. You know what I mean? God places warriors everywhere because God is everything. I believe in the God of Spinoza. You ever heard of that?
0: No, I haven't.
1: That's that's the God Einstein believed in, the God of Spinoza. The God of Spinoza is the one that said, when you die, God is not going to ask you, did you do this or do that? God's going to ask you, did you enjoy it? How did you like life? Did you did you see me in the flowers? Did you see me in the water? Did you make love like I existed? Did you go do things and go as far as you could go in life? Did you, did you have fun? Like, God just want to know, did you have fun? Because this experience, bro, Max, this experience, man, that we call life, man, this thing is to be lived. It's not to be sitting in a mausoleum. You know what I'm saying? Some of these churches is like mausoleums, bro. You know what I mean? Death chambers that you send in on Sunday. That's why people don't believe in it no more. That's why people, it's too much information out here. The only thing we don't have, we got all the information and no context. No context. And the context is in nature. The context is in Africa, traveling, Peru, the Amazon jungle. The context is in in stressing and stretching yourself to love harder than you did last year. That's when you find God.
0: You've been around the world a few times. Jazzy Jeff's took you on world tour. You've been on the mountain of Taiwan and even asking a question to someone in Kenya, are Africans implicit in, a, in slavery?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, well, it wasn't, you know, that was in where we went to and we dealt with people who were being enslaved. Uh, that was in Mauritania where... The white Arabs enslaved the black Africans, and and for me to be there and see that and speak to those people was like was like talking to my great 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 grandfather, bro. I met people that they don't they don't do music, they don't do music because they're trying to get famous or get paid. They do music because they believe it's a spiritual weapon to beat. You know what I'm saying the, the oppressors like like I met people bro that don't use guns they fight with drums and that's a bar you know what I'm saying like I just from experience I got that bar like they don't even fight with guns they fight with drums like and, and so it's like to meet people like that changes the way I see music the way I come at, at sound the way I you know rap and and where I speak from bro comes from like just meeting people who are like man like this music thing is so much bigger and you're so much bigger than you ever even could conceive like like I got bars bro I'd be like they told me brother's gonna work it out Man, I ruined a lot of friendships, thinking cause we from the same block, we got the same vision. They called me brother and I thought he meant it until he stole from me. But now I put family over kinship. If if all you want is money, you wasn't shit to begin with. I'd rather pay you off than watch you spend it. See, I'ma put brotherhood over business, family over fame, death before my dishonor and legacy on my name. Order over disorder, my word is the holy water. I sprinkle them with these verses and wash away all the pain. Man, black man. Yes, you can, you can. They say the King Christ died and rose again. I went off to the Ivory Coast and caught me some land. You got that jewelry from the ops, but why is you playing? If you don't like the way you treat it, then why is you staying? If you don't like the way you treat it, then why don't you stand? Damn. You know, so it's like, just just rapping about like Afrofuturism, where we are headed. You know what I'm saying? Like. Not not even caring about how many people on a platform click it as long as I kick it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah, man, that's how I'm seeing life now.
0: Seeing life through a whole different telescope for sure. That's what you're doing.
1: And not worrying. Bro, Max, think about how many of us connect our well-being to a number that's in our account. If that number in your account is like a certain amount lower, your whole day is off. Your whole functionality is off. How did they do that to us? How did they make us connect how we feel to a number, a a relevant illusion? Because if, if money is only, it only goes as far as we all believe in it. Like that's what they're doing with cryptocurrency, right? They're trying to get everybody to believe in it so that it is, a true value you know what i'm saying so like i refuse to let that happen to me bro no more you know what i'm saying i've already been poor and and i've surpassed it because i stopped being afraid of poverty you know what i mean like it's been bro now nobody will ever know how much money i got or don't got because my energy level is not controlled by that i will always come off as wealthy and be wealthy and feel wealthy i am wealthy if you would like to know, but it ain't the kind of wealthy the world think of as wealthy. I'm so wealthy, bro. I'll never be homeless.
0: No. And you're always learning something new each day and you always preach in your interviews and just in your music all together and just all through your life experiences and even growing up in Chicago and getting into politics and running, getting involved with running for the 24 in Chicago. And you, you ran against a cop and I'm surprised that you didn't win because cops are kind of blasphemous.
1: <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question, bro. How are you feeling?
0: I'm feeling pretty good.
1: What's going on with you, Max?
0: Just keep doing my interviews, c- conducting my shows, and you know. How did how did,
1: you, how did you get through this pandemic? Like, like, tell me what it was like for you in the pandemic.
0: Getting through the pandemic was just me staying in the house. I really didn't go out much and just conducting my shows because at the height of the pandemic, when the pandemic first started, I was a junior in college and I was running my show up at college at St. John's University in Queens, New York. That shut down and I had to figure out a way to keep my shows going. So I conducted my interviews through Zoom. And this is what's been keeping me sane for the past three or so years now.
1: Yeah. And then and then like, are you finding that? Because since you are the future and you're doing this and this is how you're getting through, like, how do we connect? Like, you and I are connecting right now. How do we truly connect through technology? Or do you feel like, like, like is, is this where human evolution is going, what we're doing right now?
0: It, that's very interesting, especially now with the pandemic and how people are social distancing. And I think that there's a, position there when you can look at it and say because people are more comfortable staying home now and they don't want to be out and about because of the pandemic i think that we have a technology a technological revolution here i do think so
1: Mm. but then how do how do i give my 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 loved one a hug what about physical connection (laughs) an emoji (laughs) oh you're right symbolism an emoji that tells you how I feel about you. Yo, you know what's crazy about that man? Like, well, you might be super right. I got a buddy in Africa. Hold on. Hey, John. Hey, you remember when we was in Africa and uh Babakar said he didn't hug his mother because of their religion? Yeah. Well, he was like, oh my, this is my all oh, my brothers around. So like, like, I got a buddy in Africa that he was like, you know, they Muslims, but they like strict Muslims. And, and like, he was like, man, I'll, you hug my mom and we didn't say nothing to you about it, but you're not supposed to touch the women. And I was like, he's like, but she understood you American. So that's what y'all really touchy feely. And I and, and then my man, John was like, you don't hug your mother? He was like, no, I don't hug my mother. Like, <laughs> no. And he's like, but how does she know that y'all love each other? He's like, she knows. We're, that's my mother. Like... And so what you're saying is we really don't have to touch each other for love.
0: No, apparently not. That's what I've learned through this whole pandemic right now and how people are adapting to it.
1: But then like, but through technology, isn't it like we can block each other real easy? We could throw each other away like easier than like somebody that could come over your house or like, what do we do when the algorithm just keep giving you something that you already think and it just keep echoing your own thoughts to you and we don't have to try.
0: There's a lot of miscommunication with technology, too. I've noticed that. Man, because people are becoming socially awkward through it because there's times like, say, if I reach out to someone for an interview and they tell you, let's do an interview, and then you're following up like three or four times and you're not hearing a response. And it's like, did I do something wrong? And I can't figure that out. It's like, what did I do wrong? I'm just after you said you wanted to do an interview and I'm following up and there's no response. So there is this social awkwardness with technology and social media in the digital age do
1: you think we're going to be able to figure you know how we're going to figure that out through the metaverse Mm. when everybody could be like i can walk up on you digitally like right now it's like you can answer me or not but through the metaverse i can knock on your door like i could come to your house like bro i sat in your house with you and you said you know what i'm saying like even i was in my house i sat in your house you know what i mean like so I, I think that they're working on how to make it more interactive, and and that may be the evolution of humans. I think you're right. That's crazy, bro. And that and see, I I believe my generation though, is, you know, I'm Generation X. What are you like, Z or Millennial? Z. I love Z bro. Like millennials are like the children of the crack babies from the eighties. Like, but Z is coming to pick it all up and make it better again. Like, so, but like my generation X, I believe we're the last in between analog and digital. Like we're the last bridge from the past to the future. You know what I'm saying? Z is the future. So it's, it's crazy.
0: I hope so with the music. I mean, I've heard you say before, you're learning every day about these new guys that are out right now, like Lil Uzi Verpa. Back in the day, your introduction to hip hop was Will Smith. You say that he's one of the greatest storytellers of all time. Your introduction was parents just don't understand.
1: Yeah, and that's true, right? And I could talk to you all day about that. But now I'm learning about Vory. that I like Vori. You know what I'm saying? I'm learning about how these new artists, they, you know, they need information. But boy, they rhythm, how they fit in the pocket, bro, and be in the pocket and just and when they be in that pocket, bro, it also gets in your heart. You know what I'm saying? And I and I'm I am trying to learn from them as I would also like to give, you know what I'm saying? Like bless them with the information I have. I would also like to get from them that pocket that they have, the rhythm, the pulse of humanity. You know what I'm saying? Like Vori. Saha, uh, Ruga, um, uh, even even like uh, Fabio Foran, uh, even like recently like hanging out with Jack Harlow, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's these type of cats that like, you know, I think that my generation and millennials could benefit from like really listening to and mentoring and learning from. Because, you know, bro, if you got a black belt and you learn how to do karate real good, there's somebody learning karate right now. You better take your black belt off and start training all over again because by the time they get to you, they're going to whoop your old ass. You know what I'm saying? And so the way I look at it is like always be training. Like when I'm working with Ye, I, I'm not trying to like, even place records or write his songs i'm not trying to do none of that bro i look at it like karate school all i'm doing is kicking the bag you know what i'm saying and if i get a ding ding woo! i got two dings you know what i'm saying keep hitting the bag and i'm getting better with my style you know what i'm saying like i'm bro this is a forever learning process your podcast how you doing it you're gonna get better and better and better you know what i'm saying but you'll never be the best (laughs) <laughs> as long as you look at it like I'll never be the best, but I just love hitting the karate bag. Hey, you are gonna get you gonna sail through life without disappointment.
0: Hundred percent. That's knowledge right there. Does that make sense? It does. Good. It does. A hundred percent. It does. Do, do you feel as though there's a a certain point because you grew up to guys Biz Marquee, cool g Rap, Master H. You took Master. You actually went to dinner with Master H., which is a great story that I heard. Do you feel as though? you know, with the reference of mind is a terrible thing the waste that the, the younger generation really isn't pushing to their full potential in their music, su- such as artists as yourself.
1: Yo, well, we, again, we come from different generations where it was different inspirations, you know what I mean? And so, you know, I think today's generation just lacks inspiration, you know what I'm saying? And, and once like the inspiration is there, that will be the example for, the future, you know what I mean? Like, I listen to a lot of cats that I, younger cats that I love right now, right? Who is their inspiration? Kanye West. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like, like when I hear Drake, I'm like, oh, that's a Kanye baby. You know what I'm saying? When I hear J. Cole, when I hear Kendrick Lamar, I'm like, okay, I see the inspiration. So I think when we look even younger than that, because they're like veterans in the game now. So when we look younger than that, I just think they don't have the proper inspiration and examples to help them evolve. You know what I mean? And Hey, that's all of our jobs. That's all of our jobs to like find your replacement. If you, if you dope at podcast and my question max would be like, all right, how are you training your replacement? Cause if you ain't, you ain't really doing your whole job. That's tough. That's knowledge. To, That's more in, knowledge. In, yeah. In this world, bro, you need to be finding your replacement. Or, or it's going to be, or the universe going to pick it for you. And you might hate it. You might think it's the wackest thing ever. That's only because you didn't train your replacement. Got
0: right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Got that right. Yeah. You got that right. A hundred percent. But something that, that you've been vocal about is just the, the blacks uh, exploitation in media and how do you feel about the narrative when the media throws out there that Kanye is crazy? And when you see celebrities that are convicted of things such as Bill Cosby and R Kelly, they're, that people like Harvey Weinstein aren't criticized as much as them. I and mean, they don't receive documentaries. So what's your perception on just how black celebrities are perceived in a certain limelight in the media and criticized?
1: You no, know, man, like I don't, I don't want to be judgy on nobody, but just don't stop raping. (laughs) Like, (laughs) don't rape. You know what I mean? Like, rape is bad. You know, no matter how you cut it. You know what I mean? No matter who it is. You know, like I don't judge them, bro. You know, I I look at that and I just be like, how can I make better decisions than the ones I made back in the nineties? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think sometimes we don't give credit to like what the time was and what was acceptable in the time. You know, I saw like um that we that we tolerated. Like, bro, I look at like Black Life Matter and stuff like that. And people start talking about systemic racism. Well, oh, I just dealt with ass whoopings from cops. I thought it was normal. Oh yeah, they're right. It it was systemically bad. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, imagine what Jackie Robinson had to learn when he saw Muhammad Ali. And like how my, like Jackie Robinson broke certain color barriers in baseball, but Muhammad Ali shattered them. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and then Muhammad Ali probably had to look at somebody like Kanye West, you know, like, whoa, like, you know what I mean? And so, you know, I guess, you know, I don't, I don't really think about a lot of things in terms of black as a color, because that ain't nothing but a construct that was like taught to us, you white, we black. And if I accept the construct, i also accept the inferiority that goes with the construct. I'm trying to fight out of a box I didn't create. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not gonna play that game, bro. You know that one of the illest things that got Malcolm X, like how Malcolm X became Malcolm X, like his mother was Caribbean. She was from Trinidad. And because of that, she taught them like, when white people say crazy things, or people—white people—that's a construct. When people say crazy things about you, they ain't really talking about you. That's not really your problem. What they saying? That's their problem. What they saying? And if you look at it like they problem, not your problem, you'll have an easier time in life. And like you know, racism is somebody is the is the problem of the racists. I'm tired of having to deal with like. Somebody else mental health issue. I ain't that ain't my weight, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's your weight, not you. But you, yo is in they, and so like, uh I, when when I, you know, but wrong is also wrong, and we have to look at these people stories and then try to avoid being that, and how we example our lives, and that that's what I work toward.
0: Absolutely. What I do, though,
1: But I also know something too. I also know when you get very powerful. When you get very powerful and you're not the desired chosen one of power. People fabricate things. You know what I'm saying? Things can be fabricated. We have to try our best to live our life beyond reproach. And, and on top of that let's go back to the famous thing we have to try to keep stay low be peaceful stay out the way you know what I'm saying the the wisest people you speak to you're like how you doing man i'm just trying to stay out the way you know what i'm saying like stay out the way you you talked about me running for office that might have been one of the most blessed things that the universe ever did is let me get 200 votes away from winning and say, no, this ain't for you. You're a poet. Politicians kill poets. And if you would have became a politician, it might've killed the poet within you because politicians have to negotiate with corporations versus community. But politicians have to try to explain. Politicians have to manage poverty. Politicians have to be ghetto managers, not, not, people who change the scenarios, poets reimagine, politicians manage, you know? And so, like, you know, I look at it like, hey, I'm glad I learned it through experience of what I what I didn't want. You know, a lot of people, young people I talk to, they start off like, I want to be a rapper, I want to be a singer, but by the time they get through going through my training and, and we work with them, you know? I really just want to be a show promoter or a designer or a podcaster. You know what I'm saying? Like we always start off as one thing. And if, and if we just go through the experience, you will learn that you may be something much more.
0: You had a great plan for Chicago. You wanted to bring an economic call, but as you said before, you were too poetic for politics.
1: Well, I I don't even want to say, I don't even like, I don't want to accept like, like, okay, I lost the political race. Oh, I was too poetic for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to like, you know, do that. I, I just want to say, you know, to enact whatever your imagination can think of, you don't have to be one thing. I can still do that. I can still have influence. In fact, I might be able to have more influence now in the position that I'm in than if I was a politician who all eyes on you. You know what I'm saying? Like so so we find different ways to do and if you really want to do it there's not one entrance to the door. Like there are multiple entrances and windows.
0: Absolutely. Does that make sense? It does make sense.
1: Yeah, I just you know I I, I never want to be like You know, oh, that didn't work because I'm too good for it. I was too this, you know. I just, I want to be like, I'm still working on those things. But I've even expanded my view to not just be one community, bro. I was thinking small. Right now, I'm thinking internationally, what, what should we be doing? How are we moving forward internationally? International art academies, you know what I mean? Like, I've I've worked, you know, to help rebuild Kanye's house on the south side of Chicago. And now you know, Ye and I are talking about how to really turn around the city, not just a neighborhood, the city, the world. You know what I mean? The impact that we have, the impact that you have is far greater than whatever you think you plan it. And you'll learn.
0: You're right. You're absolutely right. And you know, just getting into everything else that you have going here. And you know, you, you have a long history here of working with Kanye West. Did you have the opportunity to see the genius documentary?
1: No, I can't really look at it. So I haven't I haven't looked at it. You know what I mean? Like um right now for me, like it was kind of the first time, the first clip I saw was bad for my mental health. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that first clip where it was like, me and Ryan, I mean, I'm looking at myself at 15 years old, 30 years ago, you know what I'm saying, or whatever time that was. And then in my inbox, I get all, you a clown, how you feel now? Look at you now. Like, you know what I'm saying? And and people don't even know I still work with bro, you know what I'm saying? Like we still building things together and we still debating and we still arguing. And and, and, you know, and and that that builds what you think you like. You know what I mean? But but you know, when I saw the clip, it made me question myself. And I don't need to do that in the present because now here I gotta go work with my friends and you know, because this isn't like a job or I'm ghostwriting my friends and I are like making music together. Like we always did. But if I go with what I got from the internet or what I got from Netflix and I bring that to the table, what they say, don't bring your problems to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so, you know, I haven't watched it yet because we're still in the midst of doing work right now. You know what I mean? So when this right now, when, when, what we're doing right now calms down, then I'll watch it. You know what I mean? Because then I can watch it and and really watch it with a, with a clear perspective of then and now.
0: I'm sorry to hear that. It had a take on your mental health when seeing that clip and all the people that are calling you a clown. I mean, give me a break. It's just unbelievable from that. Well, that's because
1: people don't understand what genius is. You know what I mean? Genius is not a person. It's because of our perceptions. Who taught you that? You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like our perceptions of words aren't always right, and we don't realize that the person that we have access to through technology is a person. You know what I'm saying? And so or or feels a way. Look, I know people that are super famous that read all the comments and have to limit them because your most your most beloved artist will be shut down emotionally for a month after reading the comments. You know what I'm saying? And so like what I had to realize, though, is that what I have to say and offer is more important than what's being said to me. And, and, like, you would get caught up in that, and who you, bro, you arguing with a 12-year-old. Bro, you arguing with a Russian robot. Like, you know what I'm saying? You let a Russian robot make you feel like, yeah, like, you know, get you stuck. So, you know, don't feel sorry for me. Like, bro, I'm super blessed. I got all types of comics and costumes in the back. Like, you know what I mean? I'm gonna be cool, right? So, like, but but... You know what? What I've learned, I can only show, give you what I've learned, and what I've learned, bro, is that we have to block the noise out. There's a lot of noise right now in this world. We have to block the noise out, focus on our intention, and move through it. Mm. And 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 you're going to be attacked from the left, the right, up, and down, all around. You're going to be attacked. Block out the noise, focus on your attention, move forward. And, and and so it took me time. Like still, you know, we always fall a little bit, but that little thing I went through was only like two weeks, you know what I'm saying? And when I say mental health, it's because I also see everybody around me is having mental health issues in one way or another. And it's just enough, bro, for us as individuals to like keep our oneness together and keep a grip on reality and like you know what I mean like anything can tip that pot you know what, you know what <laughs> I'm saying so it's like stay focused stay focused i had to refocus myself and i and i'm blessed because i have the the spiritual tools to do so a lot of people don't have no tools all they got is like self medicating drugs
0: and that's bad
1: it's all right. Ain't no bad. Ain't no good. It just is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, you know, I ain't judging it. it, it <laughs> is you, you know, use what you got to. You get what you need. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you mentioned comics before. You got the Joker mask in the background. I actually have a picture on here because I'm someone that dives into photojournalism here, and I have you and Kanye which in a picture here, a throwback picture in which I collect online, and you're in a comic book shop, and I'm going to show it to you, and if you could i remember remember that
1: that? he was in new york bro i remember that hold on on. yeah we was in new york and i and i got him to come to the comic shop you know and because he's an artist so graphic novels you know what i mean indie comics you know like bro i was on the boys and preacher and all of that stuff way before it was popular you know what i'm saying and so like You know, comics are great because comics like graphic novels, mouse, stuff like that, graphic novels, I believe secrets are buried in there from other dimensions. I believe in like, people be talking about aliens and we looking out in space, even though space is super dope. Like if you get a chance, like follow Kepler, follow Hubble, follow the James Webb, you're going to see crazy nebulas and quasars and however... Looking for life out there to come here, hey man, they don't even travel like that, they travel interdimensionally. You know what I'm saying? Like the life that we're looking for is right in front of you, you just can't see it. It's so, so for example, Earth is a do you don't mind talking about this, do you? No, okay, Earth is a multiverse, it's not a we're not in a universe, we're in a multiverse. So, like, if you look at a tree, a tree. Has It feeds all types of bugs, the birds nest in it, the sap can be given to humans. It has roots in the ground with a whole underground system with mushrooms as an internet system that allows the the roots to speak to each other in a forest together. The the limbs reach out to the sky. Yo, there's a whole universe in a tree. And when a man is wise, when a man becomes wise, He'll become like a great tree because he'll be able to feed a community just from being like that. And so, like, you know, I, I that's my, I love the tree, you know what I mean? But then, if you look at like in your, on our bodies is a universe of like, Bacterial and bugs that are alive that don't even know what we are consciously, and we can't even see them or communicate with them without a microscope. Like if you see a spider on your wall, you and that spider can't talk to each other, but you know, like we're in different dimensions from one another. You know what I'm saying? So of course, if if that's the way that is, where I can show you that, imagine what's looking at us that we can't communicate with. Uh look, I believe the earth is speaking and we just ain't listening.
0: That's an interesting perspective, for sure.
1: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The same way I might look at a spider, something is looking at me. And canny, I can't even understand their language. It's language interdimensional interdimensional beings are real bro the multi-dimensional travel is real those things we look at that we think are spaceships might just be a magnifying glass
0: interesting
1: and we're not interesting enough for them to speak to us
0: <laughs> how was your trip to miami i heard that you were down there working on donda too
1: oh man you know miami is Miami is crazy bro like here you have a place that's reminiscent of the south but it's really on the east coast however it's tropical you know what I'm saying and and like it just has all different types of cultures from Haiti to Cuban to and here my name is Che so you know a lot of Cubans in Miami hate Che you know what I'm saying Guevara because they look at him as a despot you know what i'm saying and i may look at him as a revolutionary and you know anytime i call for a lift and i get in the lift and they'd be like are you che and I'm, I'm like yes and they're like oh i'm sorry about your name you know what i'm saying like it is now here we got a whole conversation because i got to educate you on my views on che i mean miami is miami is a very interesting space that if you take the time to really get into it and not just like the commercial culture of it, but really get into it, man, Miami's kind of dope. Kind of like an American version of Trinidad.
0: Mm. I never been there, but it's on my bucket list.
1: Who Miami or Trinidad? Oh yeah. Oh snap. Well, you got to, you know, get away from the technology and go visit Miami.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, hopefully I'll, I'll get down there eventually. But Donda 2's coming along here. I'm happy to hear that you're crazy. down there working. Donda,
1: crazy, bro. Crazy lyrics, bars all over the place, music. Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, man, it's crazy, bro.
0: Marilyn Manson, you had the chance to meet him at any of the Donda sets?
1: Yup. Had a chance to meet him, speak to him. And be like, wow, he's just a guy, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but but you can also tell he's otherly, you know what I mean? Like otherworldly a little bit, and he's real cool and real low, but you can you can you can kind of feel the vibration coming off of him, you know what I mean? Certain people got vibrations, but you know who I really vibe with, bro? The game. Like, yo, Mm -hmm. the game was like a real cool cat. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you, we listen to people raps and music sometimes, and you, you might think it's super volatile, but with the game, he's like, he's like God's archangel of wrath, but nevertheless, an angel. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So like, I I really enjoy, enjoy with, with him, Fat Money, Bump, Jay, just, yo man, yo, being around, yay. You know, man, it's like being in a, a orbit of stardust, of an exploding star with quasars and stars all over the place. And it's and it's so humbling because everyone realizes that if you are in this orbit, you deserve to be here. Like you weren't you were you were handpicked and you deserve to be in this room because you were handpicked to be here. And it and it comes with a certain automatic respect for one another and wow i've never known a person that could bring that together like my brother and to be able to see him from scratch like i saw the biscuits before they were biscuits bro i saw i saw it go from like just i saw it being grown as a seed into a piece of wheat that was made into dough that was baked into a buttery biscuit like you know, I, mean? I don't mean to call Kanye kind of, yeah, a buttery biscuit, but like, you know, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I, I was able to like ride through that process, and I also feel like a part of the recipe. And and it and it, I don't. It's a it's a feeling of oh, we are all a part of history. We are all like not just me, you too, because you and I are here now. Like we're making history at all times, and I pray. Anybody that's watching this interview also sees their role in history. It's real. And, it, and, and really your role in history is just whatever you get up and do today. However you value yourself today. Do you value your role in history? Because if you don't, you probably lay in bed all day because you don't think you matter. But if you believe that like you make history every day, you'll get up and do something that's worth it
0: hundred percent, hundred (laughs) percent, man. I actually have another Kanye West picture here that I wanted to show you, which is another throwback. It's what you-
1: Hey, send me that other picture too. You gotta, you gotta text it to me, bro. I I, I forgot, I don't even know what that picture is no more.
0: (laughs) I got you here. (laughs) Do you remember where that picture was, where where that was taken?
1: It was at a, it was at Kanye's birthday party at the Gucci store long ago and I was wearing my blue collar shirt and everybody else was dressed up and I was like I'm a little underdressed for this but Kanye (laughs) still put his arm around me and said come here
0: great it's amazing too when now
1: Kanye dresses like that
0: (laughs) you're right and it's amazing just hearing about the the stories the years ago when there was some disputes there hey
1: I can hear you bro You messing up my whole interview with your conversation. Why you ain't just go upstairs? Damn. Go ahead, bro. (laughs) I
0: I remember hearing about the stories years ago and you had to have a sit down with with Kim Kardashian because she felt as though that you were trying to hurt him and it was something with money, but you had to sit down and get to know her and tell her who you were and that you really cared about Kanye and you had to tell it like it was. You felt as though that Kanye was turning his back on his village and then you guys came to an understanding and you actually brought Kanye back to Chicago. He came back.
1: And now look, I mean, you know, I was working on rebuilding the house and I, I really needed his help. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't understand what was going on in his world and he didn't understand what was going on in mine. And we were only crossing paths to make music together. And sometimes we get so caught up in the in that in that portion i was like bro you know you say we friends you don't even know where i live you ain't never even been to my house and he said you right and the next day he pulled up to my house I was like, oh wait i wasn't ready it's not clean wait a minute like you know what i'm saying like and, and like you were suvs on 79th street right and, and now i see the house and all the advertisements i see the whole like you know what i'm saying and i'm like oh you know miscommunication, man, and misunderstandings can create like turmoil. It can create dysfunction, you know? And it was like, I wish I would have handled it and went about it differently than I did. And then when people's families that love them, that are with them every day, Don't know you and your heart and your intentions, and then they strike out. You know what I mean? I get it. That's his wife. Of course, she's gonna strike out on behalf of her husband, not understanding who I am to her husband. And me not understanding what her husband is even going through right now, you know? And him not understanding what I'm going through right now. You know what I mean? Like in the community where everybody, like, oh, you fixing up Kanye's house? I thought you knew him. He won't pay for it. What's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like, so it's like. We had to, we had to, sometimes you have to come to understand it, but you know what else I find? I, I I learned from that. What was that? It's okay to fall out with people. It's okay to argue. Just don't get stuck in the energy of that tension, of that argument. Release it, release it, man. Like, you know, like sometimes you have to intentionally fall out with somebody in order to get to a better place. And it's okay. <laughs>
0: You met Kanye because of the battle rap scene in which you were battle rapping in, in, in Chicago. Do you recall the first time that you met Kanye?
1: No, but I do remember the first time I met Eminem in a battle. In a
0: battle rap. I was going to get into that right after the Kanye question. I,
1: I do remember, I do remember Eminem being cold as hell and being and me being like, "Wait a minute, you know that was the that that was when we didn't know white rappers, so you know I had to get the first one that was the most vicious, you know, <laughs> like you know, and, and like I, I do remember like seeing just seeing all of these people who are so great now start from seeds, you know what I'm saying, and and like testing our swords against one another. I mean, it, it was like Charli and sword fighting, you know what I mean, with words, bro, that cut deep, and and, and so I do remember that. When it was my turn to get a record deal, you know I had to work with Mark Ronson. Who That's produced- right. He signed bro, you brand Mark. newish. He signed me, bro, like Mark Ronson that, that produced Amy Winehouse. I do remember seeing her make that. You want to see me go to rehab? I said, and seeing her on the phone with people trying to get her to go to rehab, and she was like, "No, no, I'm not going." And then she got off the phone, and, she, and Mark was like, "That's the song." You know what I'm saying? Like I, I. I remember like, wow, witnessing history all over the world with so many different people, bro. Like, like, and again, we are all living parts of history, but it just, it only matters when you value yourself every day as, as that.
0: When you were signed with your deal, I remember that there's a phrase out there, selling your gift." people were telling you specifically that this white guy told you when you're in the studio, you have to make music for. No, no, that wasn't a white
1: guy. That wasn't a white guy. That was a black guy.
0: That you was mean? a black guy. Okay. It's so,
1: it all the more worse. Yeah. He, like, Hey man, you you ain't making nigga shit. And I'm like, what's nigga shit. You know, it's gotta be a little more ignorant. You know what I mean? Hey, that hip hop shit dead, bro. Woo. But let me tell you a story about that guy. The other day, that guy who treated me like a peon at the record label and told me hip-hop was dead and told me I had to make more nigger shit and it wasn't ignorant enough to get on the radio, that guy called me about three days ago and he sounded like a recovering chemo patient. Well, that's giving... That, I don't want to insult chemo patients, but he sounded like <laughs> crazy because the same, the, the same label and system fired him. When they fired all the Black executives from those record labels, go, you know, I, I didn't... I haven't yet watched the Netflix documentary, but I'm sure they have in there how me and Ye was going from label to label and they be watching the stock market on TV, like, yeah, yeah, we be performing our hearts out. We be playing Jesus Walks. We be playing like all this stuff and we be performing our hearts out. And they be like, next, all right, your time's up. Why would you even invite me to audition if you're not going to pay attention? You know what I mean? And all the people got fired. You know what I'm saying? When it was like, "I right, now we want to just sign Baby's Whole Company or Master P's Whole Label. You know what I mean? And we don't need these black executives no more. And now what are they doing? You know what I'm saying? Like trying to figure out where their role in life is after they shitted on people. And that's why I learned not to shit on people. You know what I mean? That's why I learned, like, to give everyone respect, even if you don't feel it. You know what I mean? Give them a word of what you think could constructive? What you think they can do to reapproach it? You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, man, that same guy, man, he whack now, super whack, calling me like, "Hey, can you um just get me in the room?" Or just tell tell such and such. I said, "What's up?" Or man, what's up? You want to come on my show and blah blah blah? Yeah, all right, bro, it's good hearing from you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's good to know that as the circle closes, you never know what anybody is going to be. So treat everybody with respect. Mm
0: -hmm. Hard points right there.
1: You know what I'm saying? So yeah, they, yeah, the record labels, it was like this or like that, you know what I'm saying? But like, now the whole landscape of artistry has changed the whole landscape of what you could do as an artist is different Our, our futures are in our hands i was just talking to one of my homies from europe just, she just like lost her record deal and she don't know what to do because she was big. You know what I'm saying? And like, she's like, I don't know where to go now. I said, I gave it a, like the basic HR speech. Like now is your opportunity to do what you've always wanted to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when the people get fired and they be like, you didn't get fired. You got an opportunity. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, like I, I gave it a whole, like, no, nah, now be free. Now relearn what freedom means and you know what freedom is freedom is where like like a lion in the jungle it's hard to eat and you might die but if you learn how to hunt you'll definitely have a a better lifestyle quality of life than the lions in the zoo that get fed every day on time little pieces of steak that they got to fight over i'd rather be in the jungle and hunt for a buck you know what I'm saying? And those lions, bro, let me tell you about a lion, bro. I went on safari. Let me tell you about a lion, bro. It's not the sound of the roar that scares you. When they roar, bro, you can it, You can feel it underground and it comes up through your body. And you're like, oh, it's terrifying. You know what I mean? It's not the sound, it's the vibration. When you are free, man, the way you got to hunt for food and eat, comes with such a vibration it shakes the world fuck the zoo
0: tough that's tough right there just uh, dropping all this gems and knowledge in this interview it really is
1: this experience that's all i, know. <laughs> I really know nothing like no i, I don't really think
0: no no you, you know a lot know.
1: Bro, I know nothing bro like i'm I'm learning, and I'm just telling you what I've learned along the way <laughs> <laughs> like like you know what I'm saying, If you put a book in front of me, bro, told me to read it, I'll fall asleep. <laughs>
0: We, with watching the the Genius documentary, when I watched and everyone around the world watched it, we saw Kanye go through his struggles. What were the struggles that you had to go through in proving yourself in this industry? What were the obstacles that you faced in proving yourself as a songwriter and as an artist? What were the, your obstacles, if you want to speak on that?
1: My obstacles were like getting over myself, learning to be quiet in the room and and gather so much information from silence that by the time you speak, you're speaking from a position of understanding. My my biggest struggles had to do with me, like not dealing with women that were like sucking my energy and sucking my resources when I really needed to, I could have did better had I focused on my craft and not focused on all the pussy I was getting because of my craft. They never liked me. I, I, I made it, I thought they liked me because they, they said they liked me but they didn't like me they they liked the opportunity they saw you know what i'm saying like you know which is okay i mean you know what i'm saying a woman's supposed to want a man that could provide and protect and you know what i mean but but you have to be solidified in that and sometimes on our way up we think that because we have a, a upward trajectory that we are there and and i did not I did not stay focused on my upward trajectory. I I started getting distracted by everything that was around me or everything that was being attracted to me because of that trajectory. Stay on your trajectory, like keep your intention and move forward. You know what I'm saying? Like um, some of my biggest obstacles, I mean, all my biggest obstacles had to deal with me. You know what I mean? Like, like my own self-sabotage. Fonte got a line where he say, my greatest teachers were masters of self-sabotage. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was me, bro. And like, health, workout, practice silence, um, learn to take correction without being defensive. Can you be corrected without defending yourself? Without being like, wait, but what I was trying to do was shut the fuck up i don't care what you was trying to do listen to what i'm saying to you and correct it even if a person is correcting you and they're wrong why would you defend it if they're wrong even if they're correcting you and they're right why would you defend it if they're right you don't say like take correction be quiet move forward that was my biggest obstacle my ego
0: Do you think the term ghostwriter is kind of a derogatory term for songwriters?
1: Yes, because I'm alive and I'm not a ghostwriter. I'm a live writer and I don't write nobody raps. I just rap with my friends and we bounce back and forth. And I've never claimed to be a ghostwriter. I've never been like, I'm your ghostwriter, say the ghostwriter. Like, I'm not that guy. You know what I'm saying? And I've never written raps for strangers. You know what I'm saying? Like, me and Common sit in the room and we went back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Glory. And, uh, we sit in the room. We go back and forth. You know what I mean? Kanye's a dope rapper. You know what I mean? Like, and you can hear that he's a, a, a natural dope rapper. You know what I mean? I would be lame to even try to make that claim. Like, so it, that would be a shame, nigga. I would be lame to try to claim me and my man. The rapping was... T- that was right. So anyway, like, but like, you know... um. I just feel like, you know, everybody wants to put their opinion on what something is. Yo, you know what's crazy, Max? If Jesus walked in the church on Sunday, everybody would try to tell him what the truth was. They'd be like, I read the Bible. No, Lord, this is what happened. Your life is blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? What you are is this, and Jesus would be like, "Bro, y'all got it all wrong." All you he'd be like, "Y'all don't got it all wrong. Y'all like a third right, but really kind of wrong." Like, you know what I mean? And so, like, that's how I feel. I feel like everybody try to tell me what the gospel is, and I wrote it. I'm <laughs> not. I'm not a, a ghostwriter, bro. I'm not. I just. I just make music with my friends.
0: Do you think songwriters get their credit and just do and recognition in this industry? Do you think they they're finally getting recognized as much as the hard work that they put in?
1: Well, if they got their publishing, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm saying. Like, like that—that's all. That's that's the only answer. Like, you know, what do you want? Like, do you want the system to give you affirmation? Do you want the system to be like, oh, you're so great? Like, you know, I. All of that man, is light, you know what I'm saying, like what's really real is, can I put my kids through college? What's really real is, can I pay tuition can i Can I pay my house off? You know what I'm saying What's really real is do I got health care? What's really real is, man, like do we, do we know where our next meal is coming from? You know what I mean? Can we take vacation? okay, yes, I got my just due
0: <laughs> in my father's house actually opened the door for you for your role in the public is big George and big George is your grandfather's name. George's grandfather's name. And you played that role. But Martin Sheen saw in my father's house and he reached out to Emilio Estevez, his son, and said, you know, you got to put Ryan Fest in a movie, get him a movie role. So Emilio Estevez. It wasn't
1: Martin Sheen. Actually Martin Sheen saw the film with his wife and it was Emilio Estevez's mother. Okay. And said, and and you and bro, you can say no to dad, you can't say no to mom. And and Emilio Estevez reached out to me, bro, on Facebook, like, hey, be in my movie. I was like, only if you let me do two songs. He's like, all right. And you do
0: something with the community. And he actually came to Chicago and did something for the kids in the community. He came to
1: Chicago and did something for the community, bro. And and, and that was my, and, and then that's when I realized, like, man, like, people don't be making the right demands they just be wanting money and fame but but like my love language is service so like for for me if, if anybody wants to be in my family or my circle they got to be they got to be into service like not not just being self-serving but of service you know what i'm saying and and emilio was of service and and that that got me bro so yeah i'll do the movie even though i ain't never acted before like how you gonna make demands i like, can you <laughs> yeah but you How was the acting your debut your time for anything. Huh?
0: Mm-hmm. How was your acting debut? The first time I'm being on a movie set.
1: Super fun. Like super, like, Oh, I could do this for a living. If I had to audition and be judged and be told who I was and wasn't and, like, I do this. Like, you know, you on a set, bro. I'm hanging out with Gabriel union, Michael, Michael K. K. Williams. Who we became very close. And I love that brother, man. It- He taught me so much, you know, and Michael K. Williams was like, he was like a, a spirit. He was like a mist that blew through on a hot summer's day. And before you knew it, the mist was gone. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, you know, I, I can't say enough how cool he was. To teach me like when he saw me acting and it wasn't really he would pull me to the side and be like listen he would show me techniques like different acting techniques to be better in the role that I was in like he was hard on me and good to me
0: that's amazing and rest in peace to him that was a tragic loss and Gabrielle Union too mm, I love
1: Gabrielle and just all, everybody, Alec Baldwin. And I mean, Emilio just put me in a, another orbit of stars. You know what I'm saying? Like an orbit of like, this galaxy is crazy. And, and what I noticed, man, is like, that's just a blessing on my life, man.
0: Love Lessons is on the way, your book.
1: Love Lessons is on the way. Go to uh, com and check out the early version of James and Nikki. You know what I'm saying? Love you, man. Thank you, Max.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you, Ryan Fest.